1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story.
3: Hey, so I uh, had a busy morning. I was doing a lot of things. Uh, My kid was uh, screaming all last night, early morning, just blood-curdling scream at 3 o'clock in the morning. No one knows what it's like.
2: You know? that's how i st- felt starting to develop some bags underneath the eyes bro
3: i am aging it's called like kids. milk
2: it's called kids yeah and i got another Anymore one on, on the way, way. God. reinforcements
3: that's right i hope he sleeps i hope he's a big sleeper because riley
2: not that we're just glad you're gonna have some man backup in there
3: what can i do by the way masculine backup on the uh on, why you know if you want to Sort of coming my insecurities here. Yeah, what can I do about these, bro? Can I get like said I need to put like some cucumbers on them things? I knew if
2: I mentioned it, that you would really. It's take a real it to thing. Heart. It's a real thing. So I, it's something that you're 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 worried oh, about.
3: Well, yeah, because I have them. So uh,
2: oh. I didn't want you to think about it. Are they, like, super? Just move on with Are they your super rundown. bad? Are they really, no, really bad? No, You just look like you haven't slept in a couple of days. I, well, it, it looks like nice. they'll go right away. Yeah. Oh,
3: well, is that how they look?
2: Yeah, I don't think They look they're, like they'll just go right they away. They don't look permanent.
3: Where yet. do they look like they're going to go, bro? They don't look, I mean, they
2: don't look permanent. Yet. I need to get, like, some Botox or are something. Are you sleeping? Not really. I mean. So you're not consistently getting six to seven hours at least?
3: I'll get seven. I'll get seven. But it's, like, I have a hard time. And I promise I'm going to get to it. What
2: happened at 3 a.m.? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. you get so worried about your eyes, and you know, when somebody brings something up to you, sorry, know, you look right? great, put some makeup on. I mean, on dude, them. you can't even believe,
3: like, the screams. Like, it, it was, like, oh, terrifying. Oh, nightmare. I don't know what she was, but then, like, so, of course, she gets up, and then usually what will happen, and because because it just, I, I am all about making everybody's life easiest, okay? Riley will w- wake up in the middle of the night, she'll start screaming and crying. Sometimes Sam will get on the monitor and she'll say, go to sleep, Riley, I'm with you, you know, and then sometimes it ain't going to work, you know. So I go in there, pick her up, put her in the bed, she goes right to bed. Yep. Everybody can get a better sleep, you yep. know, a better night of sleep. Yep. Tonight, or last night, hungry. So she was hungry. She, she wanted a cookie. She wanted a cracker. Then she said, TT, she wanted to watch TV. So then she went, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, so she went to all these things. No. I, I can hear the pitter-patter, uh, you know, mom's up with her, you know, going back and forth, back and forth. I'm trying to sleep. Eventually, I think she went down around 4 a.m. in the bed. Um, so, yeah, that's what was going on. It was a blood-curdling scream, man. It was like she was being abducted. I'm like, oh, God, what the way? You know, what's going on? Is somebody in my house? And it was just Riley just jumping up and down the damn crib, man. Being a parent is not
2: easy, folks. I was looking forward to things calming down for you, but they're not going to, are they? They calm down because you decide to add. They calm down, and then, then even even if it was just Riley, though, right now, bro, it's still
3: chaotic with yeah. her
2: right now. She is. Because I don't, you know, I don't, I, it's been a while. Chris nine. Those yeah. feel like that feel like you know that it was a short time where we struggled. Yep. And you just you get through it, but Dude, you, but mean, you, but again, you've decided to add to the crew. She sees, you know, across.
3: The, you know, we live in a cove, so. Across the cove yesterday afternoon, she saw two little girls playing in the in the driveway in, yeah. in their garage, and they don't want to play with Riley. They're a lot older than Riley. You know, they're probably ten years old, and she's two, and they don't want to play with Riley. So I have to explain to Riley they don't want to play with you, honey. They're they're older. And, oh, dude, the, the hell on earth, rapture! I'm dragging her away like a drunk person at the club. You know, she's kicking and screaming and hit me in the back and punching that bro. It's insane. You know, my kid is big, so it hurts. So it's man. I
2: hope the Tigers get DeAndre Williams and Penny comes through for you because you ain't got much to live for right now. Not right now. Life tough.
3: I mean, I think we're in the process of naming the naming the young man. So hopefully we'll uh, have that. That's something that I can look forward to. You know, but uh, anyway, I had a busy morning with Riley, but I also got on a call uh, and a video with my friends at Field of 68, and we did off season grading uh, for Memphis, for FAU, for Tennessee. And that's going to come out uh, a little bit later in the week, but I always like to give my Memphis family the uh, look ahead, the, the the you know the sneak peek.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Memphis got an A for their off season, <laughs> and I think I think that is uh, obviously appropriate. I don't know how I think I think Doster gave them an A minus because uh, he said the. The timing of it he said like you just, you're just kind of, you're trying to you're kind of playing a dangerous game when you wait so late in the calendar so that's the only negative and that you're not getting everybody on campus at the same time but he said beyond that you know I mean I will say this rob is very complimentary of penny and and uh it, it's good to have that nationally because I don't think a lot are you know mm, I,
2: I don't know i think I think it's you're you're a smaller number of folks that still doubt him i, I think, think again, you might be right pat forty yeah he came he he was a, a convert. convert yeah there's no question it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob, while always optimistic, clearly Penny's proven something to him and that's those, those kinds of guys. That. Yeah. That's, that, that's a, it's got to be in a different space in well, terms of perception of him yeah. than he was when he first came in.
3: Rob said that, um, again, Rob Dosser, feels 68, um, he said that he doesn't think Penny gets the credit he deserves for what he has done at Memphis. And he said he thinks it's because Memphis hasn't won the AAC or that they haven't gone to his Sweet 16, but – he says that uh, someone who you know he he says he's you know he's regular familiar. season
2: title. I mean you won the one that matters, the tournament last year. You even got right. that.
3: Yeah, I mean uh, yeah, I think that well they both matter. But you, t- fair point, fair point. I mean you have been competitive as hell right there in the A C every year. Yeah. But he just said basically he he thinks people uh, don't know necessarily the 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 job that he inherited uh, and that he doesn't get the credit he deserves because of the state the program was in and, and the and the relevance that he's. So point is is that. That's why I'm like, yo, I'm I'm, get, I'm I'm ready for March, baby. Like, let's go. I'm ready for the NCAA tournament,
2: cause cause it's <laughs> calm down. Let's find out if we got DeAndre first. I
3: don't have time for that.
2: Oh, you need to have time for it. It changes everything.
3: I don't have time to be calming down. I don't have time to be waiting around.
2: Get well, it won't it won't be the same without DeAndre. There'll still be excitement, but it will not be the same level. Yeah. So there's a, there's a big difference there.
3: We got to start getting these transfer guys to commit on ESPN, so people get hype again. You know,
2: people aren't hype because they don't see these that guys. whole thing. You can talk and Calkins have gone back and forth on that on multiple shows now. It's really it's your theory. It's it's common sense. Well, the I mean, the build up, Penny. The class, of course, it's different now. But I'm saying, of if, it's if, not the same kind of building But up. if
3: these guys committed on ESPN, don't you think there would be a a, a like like a, and Javon Quinnerly putting on a Memphis hat and being interviewed by the Sports
2: Center anchor? I don't know. It's just it's different. That that was a. It it, would we be talked hype. about the recruiting class difference. Yeah, it in, would
3: be more hype
2: than it is. But that wasn't just the recruiting class, which recruiting class which we talked about in the immediate of your take. It was also. Penny Hardaway having it finally it was a, yeah. restore the program type hype. Yes. That, you know, that of course you're not going to have here going into year six. That said, this will – I mean, it's – even with DeAndre, even without DeAndre they could still be his best team i think
3: yeah no i i i, I think but with
2: DeAndre all I, everything is possible it's
3: a if, if, everything with feels DeAndre, possible
2: it's a done everything deal. feels possible
3: with, with DeAndre it is absolutely true uh but yes i think i think people will be glad to know that Memphis got a better grade than Tennessee did in it's off season just to, for an example
2: yeah but well, um, Tennessee's expected to be in the top yes they're penciled in are they top 10 or top Top 15.
3: They're in that range, yeah. They're in that range. Uh, A for FAU. And your obviously. boy's
2: back that you thought was gone.
3: Yes, Bescovy. He is, he is absolutely back. I thought he was out, but he is still there. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler's back. Josiah Jordan James is back. And they added a couple of, uh, they added a couple of, uh, of like lower level transfers who put up big numbers, like a guy from USC Upstate and a guy from Northern Colorado. A kid from Northern Colorado averaged 20 a game. You know, who knows how that will look, uh, in the
2: SEC, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, like, what they say about did y'all? Did, was it just AAC teams y'all were doing? Did you do teams all over? Just no, we guys, just, we we just thought, did folks we thought had a good offseason. Everybody.
3: No, everybody. Yeah, field of six days going through the, the the relevant teams, not every team, but the the most. They do relevant.
2: FAU. I mean, I mean yeah, that's an did, A. Obviously, we did FAU. When you we we did, we did
3: three. We did Tennessee today, Memphis and FAU today. Me and Rob, and uh, and FAU got an A plus
2: for I mean, obvious you have you keep it all. He gave
3: FAU an A plus plus, which I'm fine with. I mean you well want
2: I figured that's what you gave Penny and
3: Invin- I I gave an I gave him an a I gave him an A and give an a plus a plus would be if I knew Malco was back for sure I Might mean, stop that, they would I mean it would yeah I gotta out that. yeah that's why I couldn't give an a plus yet but I mean I I think it's you know it's fine and then Tennessee got a B because Tennessee's got you know Tennessee got a high floor but um you know can they make a final Four with this roster I doubt it I don't. I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, it's just hard to win games when you can only score sixty-five. I mean, you can do it. They have done it, but it's just you know it's harder to do that in this day and age. Um, so anyway, that's coming to uh, that's coming to field of sixty-eight content. But I wanted to give my Memphis fam, my Memphis family, the sneak peek.
2: We appreciate that.
3: That uh, Memphis is is. And, and by the way, Rob agreed that if Memphis gets DeAndre Williams, there are not 15 rosters in the country that are better than Memphis. So Mm. everything we've been saying on the show about them being a top 15 team, you know, is coming to fruition.
2: Come on, uh, They're going to get some votes. Don Jackson?
3: Yeah, they're going to get some votes for sure. Um, So, anyway, be looking out for that.
2: Next story. All right, I mentioned this in the open. USL Championship side Sacramento Republic signed a 13-year-old. His name is Davion Kimbrough signed him on Tuesday, made U.S. soccer history in the process and sports history as well. He's 13 years, five months, 13 days old. He is the youngest player to become a soccer professional in the U.S. and is believed to be the youngest professional in team sports now across the major leagues in North America. We're talking NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, and, of course, the WNBA. The record, John had asked me who, who, the, who had been uh, the youngest The record most recently belonged to Maximo Carrizo, who signed with New York City's FC senior squad on his 14th birthday in February of 2022. Kimbrough, again, he's a a brother, too, a 13-year-old soccer player. Ford joined Sacramento's Youth Academy in 2021, gained notoriety in June after playing in the uh, Basveld Under-13 Cup tournament featuring youth teams from some of Europe's top clubs, He's a guest player for the New York Red Bulls, and he helped the Red Bulls become the first MLS team to win the tournament and was named MVP. That's how he got on. Wow. 13 years old, signed up, youngest professional athlete in North American sports.
3: How about that?
2: 5'11 kid out of uh, Woodland, California. How
3: do you – like, I, I, I just think about it from the parent's perspective, you know?
2: Like, that's there is an element of um, – how the hell do I manage this? So to be that good, your kid can't do anything else but that. Right. That's what I, as a parent, that's that's my take on this. Exactly. To be that good. Right. At that young an age.
3: But how do you like handle like school and like life and all that? You know, like things that a kid should do and, you know, all of that.
2: Cause I know what you would do. Are you even doing school at that point? Or have you decided to go homeschool so you can cut down on the hours and put more into soccer when you're that good at that age? Like you, you're you, you've you've made it a family business almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so even his education now at this point. I mean, when you're bringing in checks at 13, uh, you know, it. I suppose it justifies changing your changing everything we know about the way you're raising your kid. Right. Uh, to that point, when you can bring it in like this kid is, but. Um, man, it is changing out here. When we're seeing them get younger and younger, signed NIL now, these kids got Puma deals as high schoolers. It's uh, it's something to see, man. There's no question about it.
3: Well, if okay, so if congrats
2: you, to the kid and his family.
3: If you were uh, CJ and if you were, if CJ was in this position, like would you like would faith be all about it?
2: I think so. I mean, just long we we would tell ourselves as long as we've got the education component, right? You know, the, the box checked off. Either we're taking care of it at home, a uh, personal teacher, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I just wonder like the hours that it must take. You know, that, that's the one thing about. here know, here's what they here's what John and I would tell you as a parent: Would you let your kid choose, have all the fun, try them in everything? But if you do that old school way, right, which is probably the right way, let's all let's all be real. I mean, yep. uh, very few of us. It's what is it? 001 percent gonna have a kid that can do this. But that that's what they tell you. Let let them try. Well, you can't do that right. and be this good this early. And they've tried everything, and they've tried what they like, what they don't like, and all that. You got to be locked in at that point. And and I see it on the grass. Well, the grass. It ain't grassroots when it's third, fourth grade basketball. But you see it out here again, War Eagles, everything else. Like there are some parents that have already decided. You know they're going to go this route, and I and I'll be honest with you, those kids they're they're on a completely different level because of that time investment. I hope it pays off for them, um, because what I worry about, I, I'll be honest with you, when I'm watching kids, if if something that forget the basketball side of it, how good this kid is, what he could be, at this age, if I don't see that kid smiling at some point when he's playing, he's nine or eight years old and he's looking like this is a job then I th- it feels, this is a feel, oh, uh, y'all y- y'all going a little too hard. You're going to burn this kid out like John burned out Riley on swimming at two years old because he had her in that pool zone. But, no, back to the, in all seriousness. Like, if the kid ain't even smiling anymore, you got him out there so much doing two-a-days and stuff, and it ain't even the season, then brother or sister, whatever, whoever raised those kids, y'all, 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 that that kid's gonna rebel if it, you know. Again, this is feel and heart. But I've I've seen those kids out there already that are getting pushed, push, push, and don't look like they're having any fun anymore. That's when we, you know, we could sit up here and talk about man. I'd love my kid to do this and all the work it takes to do it, but you know, you you could end up breaking that kid uh, in a way that ain't worth it. Yeah. So no, that's but, true. But again, that's a separate conversation. This is obviously as big as it gets. Thirteen-year-old uh, youngest ever, Davion.
3: Yeah. Good congratulations. Maybe a household to him. name too. Yeah. Norton Heard, the fourth, is going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him, get his thoughts on things that are happening in Memphis basketball.
2: SPF. No, no, the fourth is the Team Thad Program Director from the Nike EYBL circuit, the prestigious Nike EYBL circuit. Um, businessmen, just general all-around good guys, helped put many, many dozens and dozens of young folks in college on scholarships. He joins us on a weekly basis. He joins us now. Coach Urge, back from Vegas. Back from Vegas?
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm back from Vegas. Uh, of course, we've got some bad weather today. I was supposed to leave out and go to Portland tonight for Nike Skills, but flights have already started delaying. But yes, I'm back from Vegas. Now,
2: now, what happens at at the next one? What happens at Nike Skills? You tell them me all the time about these camps that you're at, and some of them are, you know, it's, it's the NBA guys' camps. But what, what happens at, at Nike Skills?
4: So Nike's skills are, is pretty much all the positions in one. Do y'all hear me clearly, Jason? Yes, very, very well. Thanks will. for doing this. Uh, Jason and John, thank you. Yeah,
3: I, I, I am here.
4: <laughs> no, we love it, John. So Nike skills is pretty much all the positions in one. So you had the Chris Paul. I'm just saying on the Nike side, every uh, shoe brand throw their side. But I'm just saying on the Nike side, you had your Chris Paul account where all the elite porn guards went. You had your Jason Taylor where all the elite wings uh, went to. And now Nike's skills, every position goes. So it's kind of like back in the day, they had a point guard. When I was dealing with Chios and LeBron, LeBron, they had Durant was the wing. And then LeBron, everybody went to. So Nike Academy is considered like LeBron. Uh, And I don't think they do a big man anymore because, you know, everybody want to shoot threes now. So I don't know how many (laughs) true centers are in College, NBA, or high school these days. So that's kind of what Nike Skills is about. Like all the best players at the, every position uh, come to.
2: See, John, and I thought you were going to be at the uh, the Memphis the the golf pro am out there with the golf tournament this week on the course with Jason Tatum out there. Or now, heard? Do you play?
4: No, I, I don't play golf. I have went out there and tried a couple of swings. Uh, i thinking about getting into it. A little more, yep. you know when I get some downtime, but as of right now, no I'm not a golfer are,
2: do you feel the pressure because you I imagine so many of your colleagues are out there do you feel you said you you got an intention to get out there. I, at one point in my life, probably in my thirties, thought, okay, I'm missing out, I need to get out there. this is a whole new world. this is where business deals are done. you need to know how to go. are you feeling that sort of pressure in the you know your your sort of walk of life or no?
4: I wouldn't say pressure. I think it's something that I should uh, – you know, I do have a lot of colleagues in it, that is in it, a lot of college coaches I deal with in it, pro guys. And so I just feel like, you know, uh, not being a follower, you know, just when a lot of people – in the same industry, do what you do, you want to give it a try because, yep, right. you know, we usually go to a lot of the same places and kind of do a lot of the same things that interests us, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah, I feel like we, we, we it's good to, to have in the toolbox. It, it is, but, like, you know, is, it, we, we
3: need to have, like, a basketball equivalent of this. You know what I mean? Heard, like, everybody wants to golf. Everybody wants to play the nine holes and stuff like that. You know, we need to we need to have, like, a social event around basketball moving forward, you know. I don't know. It, maybe because it's not it, – it's harder – you know, it requires more energy to play basketball.
4: So people don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if it's true or not, John, and if you saw it. But somebody's supposed to be building in some city, and I sent it to you uh, via social media. But I saw it probably about a couple of weeks ago. How top golf is? Somebody's going yes. to be creating a basketball version of that in yes. some city. I don't know if it was really. LA, yeah, Miami. It's called Jump Shot, I think. Really? Yeah. Did you see it too, on I, social I, media? I, I, I did.
3: I did see it on social media. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I I saw people posting about it on Memphis in Memphis, and and there everybody was just saying, "Well, somebody's going to get shot in here." So, uh, you know, you know I, I hope they have security is all I can say.
4: John, don't do that to our city. No, because uh, no, then wanna... you serve
3: alcohol there, too. It's like, it, it, you know, that's the <laughs>
4: – be careful, man. <laughs> hey, and I don't want to sound contradicting, but many people – because I want great money to come to the city and good businesses, but many people have said, too, they think top top golf is not in the best spot here either. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation.
3: Well, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to uh, you know hoops, man, and again I love Memphis. I live here. You know I've always lived here. Whatever, bro. You, you folks get shot at the precinct when they're playing basketball, man. Like if you get, <laughs> how is that possible?
2: Well,
4: it's been a while, right?
3: I know it has been, yeah. but it has happened.
4: We we beefed up. You know, I them. mean, but it was. It's, it's, yeah, uh, they cut off the lights at a certain yep. time, right, now right, 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 and everything. But I mean, oh, that seems always- like
3: the least likely place one would be shot, and it has happened. Uh, so I don't know. All I can say is that I hope they have a very uh, impressive – you know, I, I think the concept can work, though, bro. I mean, I think that's one that would – I think uh, it would be great. Yeah. yeah it
4: would be great. Like you said, I don't know if Memphis would be the first spot they put it in anyway just because – Right. Just, I could see it being in Atlanta, L.A., Miami, somewhere like that. But you know what, John? Like you said, it takes more energy to play basketball. That's why I think for the regular guys like us, it would be better for us to learn golf. That way we can actually – you know, because uh, athletes and rich people get insecure, too, and we can mm-hmm. make the Jason Tatums and Thad Youngs and Jerry. Because we can compete with them with the swing if we get good. We can actually right. do that. But basketball, we really would never be able to do that in our lives. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, Because I have left the golf course, and I'm not judging anybody's shape or body shaming, but I have left the golf course before with NBA guys, max players, and they're frustrated because some of the shorts, that guy yep. killed them on the golf course, yep. like killing them on the swing, knocking it out the park. He looked like he never left weights before. And they're mad when they get in the car. Like, How oh, is some BS, you know what I mean? So yep. I think we got a better shot of learning golf and being more rewarding in our life. Even though it might not be as fun to compete with those guys.
2: No question about it. It's an equalizer. You can, you, you ain't got to be a beefcake to be out there and do it. We can we can <laughs> compete with Jason Tatum, uh, like you said. I got a question for you because last week you were telling us everything that you thought uh, one of your former players at Team Thad, Jaquan Walton, could do for the Tigers. And then we saw him go out. And in the second game, they played Hurt. And albeit, you know, it was again, he, he had played well in that first game, decently against that national team. But in the second game against the select team, he had 27 and 14 and looked like a guy that maybe could potentially, you know, depending upon what happens with DeAndre, depending upon how they share the ball, could lead the team in scoring. I, I think the 27 points hurt. You know, he, he's had big games, led Wichita State in scoring, but the 14 rebounds uh, in that game, is that is is he more than just a guy who could lead this team in
4: scoring? Yeah, I think so. I think he will possibly lead him in scoring just because, I gotta look at everybody percentage, but I think it's safe to say without and I like the freestyle on her because I I I trust my basketball we judgment. Too. Uh I think he's the best three point shooter on the team. I could be missing that, but I think that's easily right. Uh he's the best three point I mean, he was one of the best three point I think he was top five in the AAC last year. So I think he's the best three point shooter on the team. And so, with that being said, I think that's probably going to put him with the amount of time he's going to get and how the ball that's going to put him at the leading score or somewhere near the leading score on the team. Or I think he needs to be somewhat the leading score for us to be successful. I would say because he put in the ball, but no, he actually do other stuff like rebound. I didn't see his defense and intensity get up, and I think he could be a better version. And I don't want to make people mad, but I think the way he shoots the ball, he could potentially be a better version of uh. Nolan, am I saying it right? Uh, uh, what's the kid that played a couple of years ago that could shoot it really good, but he never got on the same page? Uh, with, with Nolan, kid here, who at kid Memphis? At here, huh? Kid at Memphis? You say, yeah, he played for University of Memphis like two years ago. David okay. Wingett? No, 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 no. We're not even thinking about that. Nolly, what's the kid? Uh, Landers, Landers, Lander's
2: Nolly. Lander's Nolly. Yep.
4: Yep, yep. I, I, I think he could be a better, a better version of that. Okay. Just because I feel like I mean Jacorn yeah. is more athletic and all this, so we ain't even gotta mention that, but I'm just saying I think he shoot is as good as him but can do everything else better. So and he got good size for so his position. Yep, six So I mean you're heard, you're somebody
3: that knows better you, not-ly. you got you got guys all over the country, you know the layout, you know the lay of the land with rosters, like top to bottom, how many teams would you say have better rosters than Memphis if they get DeAndre Williams?
4: So I, I never like how you try to get me to do it with my own roster. So I never like to go too crazy. But I think with DeAndre Williams, the team is a top 15 team. And I think with Adam, they're a top 25 team.
2: Would you take Mikey at this point?
4: You have to. If it was me making a decision, it's something I would have to think about hard because – when you add a guy that you know demand a lot of attention and playing time and we'll have more attention than anybody on the team, but you got some older guys that you know gonna be more productive. Mm-hmm. And so that's a thing with his with his uh not ego, and I'm not saying he got an ego, so that might be the wrong word, but with what he his status he brings, would it accept the role and would, would it be good enough to just come in as ladies? As he would have to come in and just outdo some veterans would be even pretty tough on him or any freshman. It could be the number one player in the country. So yeah. that could be tough. You know, they, they would have to really sit down him and the staff or his family and the staff and understand what would have to transpire for this to work and everybody be on the same page.
2: I mean, third to your point, we kind of just saw that with Imani. When he tried defending Imani as the point guard with a with an old, you just made the point, the key point, with an older group of dudes, you know. And, and I'll give Mikey, I know he's combo guard too, you know. Imani didn't know anything about the position at all. You're trying to fit him in that hole, but it was, and you had that early season struggles with chemistry because you had these older guys. To your point, you know, depending on a, in this case, a freshman that didn't know how to play the position, and it's your, it just throws your chemistry off.
4: No, you you're exactly right. So there's things you have to worry about. One thing I think Penny does a great Y'all know I like Penny as a coach. I think he has gotten better and better and I and I'm a believer in him. Like I am a lot of coaches, but I think Penny was so good of a player and he's becoming and he has became so good of a coach that like like you make the money thing yep. like Yep. Penny think I, Penny got to realize he's a one-time talent when it comes to playing the point guard at his height. And I have seen him try that with other guys and believe in them and this, this, and that. And it's just not too many of him walking around. So I think the Mikey thing would be a little bit more transparent. And, I, and he tried to do a great thing for you, money from a stock, yep. NBA stock. But, you know, I was like, if anybody can do it, Penny could do it. But I, I, I didn't know how that would work out.
3: I think that's actually a really interesting it is. dynamic because – we like yeah, to that point I, and I think you see it in other sports too, you know former you know quarterbacks or former um you know what have you they get they get their jobs and they 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 can't understand why you know that player isn't as good as they are, you know, and so they have a maybe a shorter leash or they they um you know they they may not be able to get the best out of them how How can you compartmentalize that? You know, how do you? Is is it possible? Is it something that you just have to go through for a while to understand? Like, man, everybody can't be me. Like, what's the remedy there?
4: Well, so I'm speaking from an opinion standpoint, John. Cause of course, me and you can't think like that. Because anybody can be us. You see what I'm saying? Anybody can make. Well, a I don't know up. if I'd go that, that far. Well, I mean, we, I think it's yeah, we, what <laughs> you guys are doing on the Nike circuit is. <laughs> so we're speaking from Penny's standpoint. I think he has done a great job at it. Because look at Magic Johnson and other people who have tried. They have been garbage at it. So he uh, has done a great job. And I just think he's so good at that point guard position and visually that that he could see it in, in, in certain kids. I mean, even back to AAU, we used to recruit against each other and there were certain kids. I'm like, oh, well, if Penny going to let you be the point guard. I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I think he has done a good job and I don't think he has really made no mistakes. The only big thing was, you know, potentially making his money to point guard and you know, as much as he money liked to score, the NBA half took guys that like to score and made them point guard. Mm-hmm. So I think from you know, with Penny, as much as he wanna win the championship and I think, you know, they will do that one day, Penny is really care about the kids far as they draft stocking 2 too. He's really big on it. That's why at first, he had all NBA guys around from yep. strength coaches. He was real big on having kids ready for the lead. And so I think he felt that that was, uh, you know, good. It, it could be good for your money, uh, draft stock at the time.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on this. And I, th- I think because one of the things I've, it, you can see it, 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 that's changed with him is his pers- his approach to building a roster, right? And once, you know, it's one thing doing it on the high school and the grassroots level. It's another thing doing it in college basketball. And then it's another thing doing it in college basketball – as it changes with NIL and everything else, and the thing I give Penny credit for, I'm with you. I think he's like a computer. He makes the mistake, he learns from it, and now he's picking team and construction over, you know, maybe trying to help a guy's draft stock individually. So, So I say that to ask you this. Has the way you construct a roster you know, from when you first started in this in in this game, has it changed in terms of what you think? Okay, this is the most important thing. Then I got to get this. This here are my three things, or whatever that number is. H- has the way you built a roster changed based on your experience?
4: I'm gonna say yes and no. Uh, I have, and I will say yes. You know, you take an AU guy. So for us getting a kid to go, like, Division One or college period is kind of like a college getting a kid to go to the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can get a kid to go college, the bigger the better, just whatever fits him. So for, for me, since I got so many kids, over 100 kids in college, I got pros, I'm probably not as excited as another guy to get a D1 player. So for me, like, yeah, yeah, it's more about fit. So for me, it's like I don't have to – Get these three high. Some people like some AU programs only want pros. They could lose every game. Some um only want high majors. For me, I'm a productivity guy. Just because this guy right here may be a mid major player, if he can help me win, give us a better shot at winning, peace he fit our culture. We will take that Absolutely. because a lot of times y'all know the word potential loses. And even in AU, you take a kid, you like, oh, he's gonna be great at Kansas in two, three years, but he's killing me. I can't win a game with him right now. You know, so for me. I don't like taking on them journeys that much, so I'm more of a by fit and productivity. That's the kind of how i be mine, but, you know, others feel it different.
3: We're talking to Norton Heard, the 14th Thad, program director and coach. You're also a, a fan of rivalry, and you're a fan of tradition, and you're a fan of college sports in general. So when you see Heard all of the movement and conference realignment, um, just take your Memphis residents out of it. Um, because you've got players from all over. Now, like, are you having a hard time remembering what league they're in now? Like, it just feels like this is uh, – this This doesn't feel good for the sport to me. I don't know where you come down on rivalries being lost and all of that, but the expansion for, for college sports just feels like a net negative to me.
4: I, I'm, I'm with you to a certain extent, John. Uh, first of all, for me not to like it, I got to get caught up on it. I got to know what – what conference people are in, right? Well, <laughs> so, uh, Oregon <laughs> so, is in the Big Ten. Yeah, my thing with the whole thing is, like, okay, how many conferences are we going to have at this point? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I know the money it was what everything about. But to me, when you start having more than 12 teams in any conference, even when the Big East went to 6A, I just think that's a little too crazy. So I think, like, 20 teams in one conference – I don't care Everybody getting $20 or you're $100 you're $200 million a I just think that's a kind of tough. You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like when you look at the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the SEC now, half or three-fourth of those teams will be in the NCAA tournament. So it's like you really, you know, so it's almost like we're looking at a conference tournament that could become the big tournament. So, John, I don't know where this is headed, but I do like it to be spread out just a little more. And it looks like the Pac-12 or less something happened. that's going to be dissolved, I would guess. I don't know how that's going to say that there's four teams left. Uh, Now, to piggyback off you guys' questions, I don't – and and people might get mad at me on the football side. Whatever happens, I think Memphis should be in one of them. And I think I told you this off the record one day, Jason. I told somebody else this like three years ago. I think Memphis basketball, and it's another conversation, or all the other sports would eventually have to split up at some point With the football team. And I thought the best situation for Memphis, even though they should have, I feel like they were a better basketball program than Central Florida, Cincinnati. You know, we could fuss about it. I think the best situation for Memphis would be the Big East. And I'm going to tell you why Memphis basketball. The Big East is one of the few conferences that every three fourths of the teams outside of Creighton and Providence play in the NBA arena. Georgetown play at the Wizards, Uh, St. John play at the Knicks. Marquette play at Milwaukee. University of Memphis plays at the Phoenix Forum. You know what I mean? So it kind of fits the dimension that's already going on. Wow. It's a big-time basketball. So I have been thinking about this two, three years now. Granted, our girls will have to go against UConn again. And that's another story that I didn't like. And You see, I mean, when, when UConn was here. We're better now, I, though, Coach. It's a better program
3: these days. Than it got
4: was a better coach? Then. No. Memphis girls basketball have done a phenomenal job. But UConn is still UConn. They have. Well, we'll just have to see. I mean,
2: you know, South Carolina rules the roost now. Old Gino taking yeah. a step down.
4: It, it, it's still one step at a time. People start AU programs every day and win the national, but Team <laughs> Thad to another level, right? And if, so, 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 and Jason, you in the gym now? You have third graders thinking they about to go at Team Thad now, but that's another story. So I, I, I say I, that to say, I say that to say, Oh, we're moving up. We're taking them. Up. I say that to say. I think everybody else should go, because I don't think the Big East do football at all, uh, but I mm-hmm. think it fits every other sport, and then I think we find a good situation for the football team, because I don't think we should keep getting passed up because of the lack of this. And I think our football team could compete in the big tournament, too, because they have some great years, and if we wasn't great, the, the Power 5s will wouldn't come steal our coach every few years. So I think... We got the right stuff in place, too, with the opportunity we can do good. But if that's the only thing holding back, I think at some point, you know, because our basketball team is a high major program, I always have been, and I think at some point it's time to get what they deserve.
2: Well, I know well, that's music to John's ears. If
4: uh, if we're going to do the big Put a lot
2: of thought into that.
3: Yeah, and I appreciate that because I, 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 I want to believe you're right, and I want to believe that, uh, that that is possible. Um are you up on your Catholicism? Because that is what you're gonna to have to be if Memphis is going to the Big East. I mean, these are the Catholic schools now, Heard.
4: So I hadn't got that deep into, you know, yes. you know, reading and on their behalf. And I didn't say it was positive. I just in my uh, mind. It, 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 it is sense. part
3: of it, Heard. I mean, it's you gotta you gotta get in you gotta get hit we with give it. Give us an exemption. Yeah, I mean everybody in the uh Big East is a, is a Catholic school now. So we gotta we gotta do some uh we gotta do some 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 work some homework here but i i, I trust <laughs> I trust that we can do it we can we can uh get confirmed that's what we got to do
4: so, so everybody in the big East is a Catholic school now
3: pretty sure i, I, I don't is know, it every school i don't know if Marquette is mm-hmm. but i was uh,
4: say it's, it's Creighton and Butler because they landed some people.
3: St. John's, I think, is. Um, Georgetown them, is. No, I mean, it's just the majority of them. You're right. talking
4: about the old Big East schools, uh, like Villanova, the Catholic Villanova. Yeah, Catholic the Catholic Seven. Seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But, Providence. But I don't think Creighton and Butler and them is Catholics That's and true. Marquette.
3: That's true. That's a good point. So we could be like the next generation of uh, – you know, non-denominational. You got
4: the first seven, and then you got yep. the next seven, including Memphis. There's non-denominational. That's what makes the Big East so great. I, I already see the speech. I yeah. love it. I love
3: it. Let's go.
2: I do, too. Heard uh, <laughs> I must ask you about this. We, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it on the air, and that's uh, that's that's uh, f- frankly shame on us. I didn't get a chance. I, I intended to do it, uh, but we lost a local legend uh and Sylvester Ford Senior other AKA big time. I, I just wonder did y'all ever cross no you played at Mitchell covered you know that very well, but if you ever crossed paths with Coach Ford or or coached one of his guys, one of his players, uh obviously one of the best to ever do it around here in high school basketball.
4: No, uh great respect. Thank y'all for bringing that up as I, I pay my respect to him. And his family and know his son. So I, I wasn't able to coach one of his players because I was in school still. And then as I was coming up, he was a kind of more at the end of had coaching moved on and all this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And with this alignment, even with Memphis and Green, our schools, Furley is not Furley anymore. Like, you know, Furley was a really big-time school, thousands of kids went yep. to. But, no, I respected him so much. He did so much for the game. Just like you, when you think of Georgetown, the St. John, them seven, I think you got a kind of a seven in Memphis that was him. They've been around a long time. Horton, Johnson, Coach Johnson from Metro, yep. uh, Fred Horton from BTW, Adams from Raleigh, Egypt, yep. uh, Coach Anderson, uh, from Hamilton, uh, I might be missing uh, one or two, but them them guys right there just were so much of legend, and they feel like now one more is gone. Coach Johnson left here due to sickness, and uh, Coach Anderson got an unfortunate accident, and I feel like I think uh, Coach Ford maybe died from natural causes. I'm not sure, but uh, I just feel like he and that group that – The Royalty Memphis basketball that has done so, so much for it. And we thank you, the community. I thank you. Uh, My organization thank him and his family for the great job they they started this thing with.
2: Well said, brother. Heard, great stuff, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much, brother.
3: Thanks, Heard.
2: Thank you, Coach. All right.
3: Yep. Uh, what cuz oh, I know he he wanted to he wanted to get the applause you know like you sometimes the performer has to you know
1: one of the great things about him being on the air is he makes very clear if he's if, he, if we got him or not like he, he organizes yeah. it, it Can you hear me? Yeah, he's you the man to make sure you got a I good clear? signal. A lot of listeners are like uh guests that we have don't clear the line. You mm-hmm. know he gets it ready to hey. go. Heard was
2: on this just go to the big east on this thing for, yeah. 2 3 years ago, John. He was ahead of the curve. Yes he was. I, which again, I. Memphis and Big East basketball. It makes sense, would huh? Be, would be lit. Yeah.
3: 100%. Uh, but it, they won't do it.
2: No. I mean, well, that's they, a They, they broke off the first time mm-hmm. when Memphis was coming in to the Big East, the captain <laughs> seven Exactly. That's right. You know, it was you and Tulane and ECU coming down the street that made them folks break off. So, uh, I mean, yeah. has. Yep. Yeah,
1: they got Butler know. in there, too, I guess. That's the only non denominational one I can think of. Yeah, Creighton.
3: Marquette. Yeah. Um Butler is Butler not a Catholic school?
1: Uh Butler.
2: Oh, not am Marquette.
3: Uh it, it may not it may not be. I don't know.
1: I'm not sure on Butler.
3: Uh Butler It's my man Avery Woodson. It's disciples of Christ. Yeah, it's not Catholic. <clears throat> um but it's
1: it's a non secretary Yeah, yeah, non-denominational. Disciples of Christ. Yeah, it's not Catholic.
3: Um I don't know. We look, I, we can we can give. We, can, it we should we apply. We
2: should apply like we applied for the Pac-12 before it blew up.
3: Yep. So I'm sure, but I don't. I don't. Again, I don't think they'll take us.
2: But we can always apply. Apply and the rest competes in AAC until the, until the end. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. Well, well. Well. Yeah. Exactly. We wouldn't have anywhere else to take them. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, there you go. Good stuff there from Norton Heard the Fourth. All right. Uh, we have a lot more to get to on the show. Mark J. I is going to join us at 125. Lots
1: to get to with him. Memphis
3: football, conference realignment, all of that. Stick around. Jason and John. i just front of him. Yes,
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.